Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for food trends, startup business talk, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hold on though, before we start the show, don't forget that all listeners get 10% off any order from our podcast sponsor, Doggylicious. Just head over to doggylicious.com.au and use promo Retail Ready at the checkout. Enjoy the show. Welcome everybody back to the Retail Ready podcast. This is the second episode in 2021 and I'm very excited by uh, today's guest because you, he, he's, he's new on my radar, but what he represents is just innovation on trend and I just want to get down to the detail of how Josh Howard has created this amazing brand which is basically it's called Single Use Ain't Sexy and welcome to the show Josh how are you? Thank you mate that's a very very kind warm welcome I appreciate it. There we go. I've been practicing. It's only taken me eighty-six episodes to uh, to, <laughs> to get things right. But thank you for giving up your time to talk about yourself and this incredible, innovative, and it's. We normally talk about food on this show, and I would, yeah, you're probably one of the first guests that we've had in the non-food space, um, especially in hand. What would you call it? Hand care treatment. But before I ruin the story. <laughs> which I seem to do. Josh, over to you. If you can give a, a 30 second, two minute introduction, who you are, what the business is, and then I'm just going to start asking questions because I'm excited to understand more. Well, the caveat to this is if you have a lot of people tuning in for food recommendations, you are not supposed to eat our product. Um, <laughs> it is it is a hand soap, so it probably wouldn't taste very nice uh, and might make your tummy feel a little bit off. So what yeah. we do is... We have these little dissolvable tablets. Um, I like to say that our product is kind of like a Barocca tablet, but for hand soap. So they're dissolvable soap tablets. You mix them in our really sexy reusable glass hand soap bottles just with tap water. So you fill the bottle with tap water, you drop the tablet in, it takes 30 seconds, uh, 30 minutes to dissolve. And then out comes a beautiful white foam hand soap that you wash your hands with. The idea then is when you're finished um, with the bottle, instead of chucking a plastic soap bottle into landfill, you just fill our glass bottle back up with tap water, drop another tablet in, and the whole cycle starts again. So each time someone gets one of our reusable glass bottles, it can save up to 25 single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill every single year. It's, that is incredible. And the, the funny thing is like I, I got to know you very recently and – I actually came across your brand, so your company, single single use ain't sexy, and I I copied the the link, the website, and sent it to my wife. I went, have a look at this, and all I got back was an email going, only you get excited by soap. <laughs> and I went, but this is incredible because you're tapping into so many trends that people are wanting, and yes, we talk about food on this show, but. You're, you're getting rid of plastic. You're making consumers' lives easier. I'm going to go back to the very start. What is your background and how did this idea come about? Because I'm intrigued to know kind of, yeah, the steps before the launch. And then I'd love to talk about, yeah, the, the actual getting the product to market. 
God, when we start going into my background, I feel like I'm on a first date, Ben. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was a lawyer. Um, I never practiced law because I kind of hated it and I thought it was really boring. So (laughs) I finished, I got my degree and I got admitted to be a lawyer and then I jumped into TV. So my background is in uh, TV and and media and advertising, Um, first in production and then in TV management. Um, So I spent four years in New York. Um, I started um, a business there and then I came back to Australia coincidentally just before COVID, uh, which is strange timing, um, and started this business, Single Use Ain't Sexy, because I felt like I was just chucking endless amounts of plastic bottles out. And I thought, well, if that's what's happening in my house, then every household around Australia and every household around the world is just churning through just stuff. Like, think about how much crap we all chuck out. It's it's just madness. Oh, so true. So true. So true. You know, yeah. it's, it's madness. And I just figured out there has to be a much more innovative way of doing it, but which is also cool and fun because the thing is, is I suffered from something called eco-anxiety, which I think a lot of us do, which is this feeling that the environmental issues in the world are so precarious and so big that nothing any of us do is going to be impactful enough to make a difference. And so I wanted to try and make sustainability fun and cool so that instead of guilting people into doing the right thing, it's more about showing them how fun it can be and stylish and sexy so that they're kind of doing it because they really want to not because they're being made to feel bad about their existing practices kind of like when your mum nags you to do something you do the total opposite (laughs) i love it i i I just find that fascinating and what i found fascinating on this show is some people just do not have a background in what they've then come out to achieve. Uh, so we've had serial brands where someone's just gone, yeah, I was I was a bouncer or a security guard and I like serial and I saw a gap on the market, whereas you're seeing that gap from your own usage and trying to do that 1% uh, to make the world a better place. But what? where did the idea come from to do a tablet? Because that's pretty, it's pretty clever and... Would you say that you found it easy on your research to do this or not? Yeah, that's a really good question. The answer to that is a is a very hard no. Like nothing has been easy and it's been the whole experience of starting and running and scaling this business has been the hardest thing that I've ever done. Yeah. So I think I'm obsessed with the Just Add water space. I love the idea of us owning the Just Add water space in Australia and internationally as well. So the idea that you have products that you just add water to because the idea of shipping water obviously is nuts, right? You've got water coming out of your tap in your kitchen or your mm-hmm. bathroom. You're already paying for it. It's a resource that's already there. Why would you ship thousands and thousands of litres of liquid-based products around when 98% of them are made out of water. So what what we've done is we've put, put the raw ingredients down into a tablet form and the inspiration for that came from a category, a just-add-water category, which has existed forever. So you think about your grandparents had a denture-cleaning tablet. Um, as a kid, you drank powdered cordial that you just added water to. 
your parents cooked with chicken stock cubes, right? So all these things that you add water to at home is a practice that I just think is cool and smart. And so then what we've done is we've tried to kind of like angle that towards um, personal care and home cleaning products because that's where I saw uh, a bulk of the single-use plastic bottles coming from, that sector. So that that was kind of the genesis or the inspiration behind the idea. Um, hand soap I thought was cool because a couple reasons. It was a category of product that already existed that we're already used to doing. So yeah. I, I always think when you bring a new or different or innovative approach to a sector, it usually helps if there's some consumer behavior that is already happening. So pre-COVID, washing your hands and having cool hand wash and having beautiful hand wash, that that existed. So we piggybacked off that trend but did it in a different way. So our next products, like we, we have in development a full home suite of eco-friendly products across all different product categories. But I felt like hand soap was cool because not only was it a product that we're using, but any product that you put on your skin, on your person, you feel a more intimate connection with than something that maybe, you know, you're cleaning a surface in your house with. So I thought this was a cool way of getting people to engage with our brand as kind of as the first of many different products that we're going to release. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. And I, I just love that it's a, an everyday usage occasion as well because we talk to a lot of brands and as you probably know, we so many brands are in Australia, but they don't all last because – there's sometimes there's those good brands that you just stick in your cupboard and forget about, but yours is literally an every, well, it should be an everyday usage occasion. Uh, hopefully everyone's starting to use it a bit more. Um, <laughs> I think the message couldn't have been any clearer last year, to be honest, uh, to wash your hands. Um, but I just, I just find that fascinating. Did you find it easy in the process of getting a manufacturer um, on board with your vision or was that another tough selling um, along the way that was hard that was really hard and like it took me a long time to find the right manufacturer um yeah. but we got there thank god because you just feel like you're pushing shit up a hill like you yeah. have this idea and you think it's awesome but it it doesn't exist in the market and no one else really knows what it is and so there's a lot of that initial kind of like block you're coming up against where you just have to even convince people that it, that it's needed or that it's cool yeah. or that people would want to buy it like i think all new startups and a lot of you know other businesses that i work with like everyone's trying to figure out what the product market fit is which in yeah. english means will people buy my product yeah correct um do, pe do people want it so i guess in the food industry it's like is this something people want to put in their mouth at the end of the day, on a very primal level, if it looks disgusting or sounds disgusting, no one's going to eat it. I think it's the same with us, is that you can have a really cool product and it's science-based, but then you also want to make it feel approachable. And that's where I think the kind of like irreverence in the personality of the brand comes in. It's marrying up this like really cool, scientific, innovative product with an approachability that doesn't make it feel too alienating to people. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I look at your images on social media, on Instagram, and you see people actually enjoying post it. When, when have you ever in life seen anyone take a photo of their hand uh, wash bottle uh, with a big smile on the face? So <laughs> you, you look at that and go, you're changing the way people perceive in kind of hand washing. 
And you're not stretching, like you say, you're not stretching the customer to look at it and go, oh, that's a bit too far for me. Whereas I just think it's an absolute perfect timing for this product to enter the market because I, when I was looking at your website, it, it got my mind thinking, how many other products on the market are just 90%, 95% water? And a few came to mind, normally in the cleaning solution uh, idea. But then you look at how far SodaStream has come with mm. – Instead of people, like, I used to buy seven bottles of one liter sparkling water, and someone bought me a, um, a soda stream for birthday about three years ago. And I look at it and go, "This is incredible!" Like I've <laughs> the amount of plastic personally I've stopped using. And you look at it going, "Well, all I've got to do is go to the tap and fill the water up and fizz it myself." It's as simple as that. And I think what you're doing is just making people go. Oh yeah, the tap's actually in the bathroom, so you're not actually making it hard for anyone um, to do. You probably it's probably the easiest um, product sitting next to the the sink if you look at it like that, really, don't you? So absolutely incredible. What has been so? You've got the idea. You've found the manufacturer. You've created this really cool brand um, with a real good meaning. Tell me about the startup life. Uh, in the early days have you enjoyed it or have you just felt that your head has been spinning from day one (laughs) um that said like a man who knows what it's like to be in a startup i'm trying to hustle in my spare time but uh, yeah we'll we'll, we'll get there one day (laughs) i think um look that that, that's a really good question It, it is brutal like it's hard. You work your ass off. It's really hard. You're constantly pushing against a headwind of like trying to prove that like you deserve to be there or that your product needs to exist. Having said that, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I'm ambivalent to rag on it too much because I love this life. Like I love my life. I love my work. I love how I've designed it. I love the flexibility you know, I work all the time, but like, I'm, yeah. you know, I don't, I, I couldn't live with a boss telling me when I can apply for leave. Like that's my <laughs> idea of a nightmare. So I guess it's, it's a particular kind of personality. And I think when you're in it, you create really strong connections with other founders and entrepreneurs who are doing it too, because I think it takes a particular personality type or someone who would choose to go down this path which I love but probably isn't isn't for everybody because there's a lack of security and there's just a lack of structure and a lack of certainty sure. and all that stuff, which are the things that make me kind of feel excited or creatively mm-hmm. inspired and all that kind of thing. Um, but it's hard. Like, you know, we're still new. We've only been trading for eight months. So I'm really, really proud of what we've done in eight months. Um, you know, like we've got – over 6,000 followers on social. We've had 30,000 website visits. We've been first to market in Australia. We sold out after four months. We hit our year one revenue targets in eight months. We raised 10K for Food Bank Victoria during COVID. We've saved um, up to over 100,000 single-use plastic bottles from going into landfill over the next year. Um, And we've had a bunch of media attention and all this stuff. So, I, there's been times where I've been ambivalent to like, you know, talk about some of our wins because I think it's kind of, I don't know, you know, like you want to be maybe a little bit more modest or a little bit more humble. 
but at the same time I've, I'm also trying to kind of like embrace just being like really really proud of what we've done and I'm really stoked with our team and we just have an awesome group of people who are just doing this and it's like you know I'm talking about mates who are helping me siblings who are helping me advisors who are amazing who are doing it off you know just because yeah they're awesome and it's just like a group effort like a team effort and that is i guess startup life is you're just getting help from people from wherever you can and and it's just fun and so every time you're like oh my god i'm so tired or oh my god i don't know how to do anything because it's just this endless kind of like merry-go-round of feeling like you don't know what you're doing it's the times when you're like actually we've hit some really awesome milestones we're getting great traction there's awesome people helping me we're actually doing some good so i like to balance out any complaints about startup life with kind of feeling really happy with where we've gotten things no, I think that, I think that's great, and I completely agree about the the mentality side, and even yes, yeah, the the mentality side in itself. There's you look at it and go, you come home from work, and like I say, I'm I'm trying to build up a, a little doggy brand myself, and there's two ways of looking at it. You you can either sit down on the sofa and watch Netflix for two hours and kind of dream about um, starting your own business, or you can actually just start and tick a few little boxes off on your to-do list and keep keep pushing and pushing. So yeah, I completely agree. It's a it is that mentality shift to go. I just I just need to do day by day, and before you know it, things start moving. And well, yeah, when you say about the family culture, it's uh, it, it's a hundred percent true. I've got I've got my wife helping me pack boxes. I've got um, <laughs> I've I've had family members pop in and help her, but it's it goes back to the beg borrow and steal which i'm sure you're um i'm sure you've done over the last eight months of trading like whatever you can get for free and whatever you can do to to help uh you just do it don't you and you just <laughs> you, you kind of just have to roll roll with the punches and try and get what you can so i think i think what you've achieved in just eight months alone uh is incredible and You'll have to include on your list um, that you've now part of the Retail Ready podcast as well. So uh, make sure you, <laughs> you include that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Can I tell you what's interesting is celebrating the wins for me has now become like part of the merry-go-round of keeping yourself motivated because yeah. when you're in it every day so intensely – it can often feel a little bit discouraging, like you're not making significant enough progress. It's only when you step back and look at what you've gotten done as a team that you realize that all the little day-to-day things add up to something significant. And so that's why I think it's important to celebrate the wins, not necessarily to, you know, brag or or not be humble, Mm -hmm. which I know is a very kind of Aussie trait. You know, when I was living in New York, like, you know, you know what it's like in America, everyone's just so proud of their achievements mm-hmm. whereas in australia i don't know if you find this as a brit too probably the culture is a bit more similar to here but everyone's a little bit more humble a little bit more low-key people aren't shouting from the rooftops as much you know what they've done or what they've achieved yeah. oh I, I completely agree and for me even on linkedin like i'm my biggest platform and kind of my my favorite platform is linkedin because of just the type of content you see the people on there it's not bitching and uh, uneducated people just uh, leaving comments uh, left right and center it's actually a good 
you could have, you can build your knowledge up and it's one thing i've found with australia is yeah you kind of go oh shit i don't want to sing from the rooftop but then i kind of go well if you're trying to grow a business you kind of have to you kind of have to sing as loud as you can otherwise no one's going to hear or see what you're doing and yeah before you know it you you kind of go why, why have i not been successful why did i not get that opportunity and there's a good saying that I always kind of live by is like uh, top of mind, tip of tongue. And I kind of go, I want people to think dog treats. I want them to think, oh, doggylicious or, or oh, innovation. I want them to think Ben Wyatt kind of thing. And it's not an ego way. It's just kind of going, well, I, I want to bring some good to the industry and I want to bring my knowledge and I love what I do. So, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> it's a, It's that fine balance really isn't it where yeah in america it's just normal day life totally but like look let's look at this podcast for example okay so you found out about me because i have been posting on linkedin right Mm -hmm. and so enough people have been engaging with my content on linkedin that i come up in your feed then and you find out about me so I made a concerted decision about three months ago that I was going to start using LinkedIn. I've never used LinkedIn before that and always thought it was basically full of like weird content that people were writing about their work that was boring and that wasn't that interesting. (laughs) So I thought if I start posting interesting amateur style first person content about my experience and journey in this business that would cut through because LinkedIn is full of stuff which looks like it's come from an HR department, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I am now getting huge amounts of traction on my LinkedIn posts where I'm sharing about our business. Yeah. We are getting heaps of sales through LinkedIn, right? So everyone's putting money into Instagram and Facebook, which we're doing mm-hmm. too. But all of this LinkedIn activity is free and it's organic. And I think that one of the things that I've found really fascinating and that I'm really passionate about is leveraging platforms, leveraging communities that are free because, of course, when you're in a startup, you've always got no cash and that can kind of like reward you disproportionately to the amount of effort that you put into them. So you found me because I post a lot. You and I are doing this podcast. Who's going to listen to this podcast from which, uh, you know, an awesome opportunity for our business will come? So you know, like yeah. from me posting on LinkedIn to an awesome opportunity coming for our business to way more single-use plastic bottles being saved from landfill, all through free channels. I just think Correct. that we have these amazing resources at the moment. We've got to be really savvy with how we use them. Oh, couldn't couldn't agree more. And I think I've, if if LinkedIn are listening, then they've got two uh, two. Uh... <laughs> callers there anyway so i completely and it goes to that time time over award and for me this is 30 minutes of your time it'll take me another 20 minutes to edit the show and and that's it so it's in in total an hour we did get paid for this but it's an hour of and hopefully i found like a new connection that yeah you can kind of then bounce ideas off so i just think it's absolutely tremendous um, totally, mate. Going back to you, what have you not enjoyed along the process? I asked this to to all the startups to go, or should I rephrase that to say, if you were to go back eight months, what would you have changed in the way that you've done things? If there is one thing that comes into mind, um, I know I've just sprung you on the spot there. 
Uh, no, it's not that you've sprung me on the spot. It's that I don't know which one to choose. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go for them all. <laughs> I have made so many stuff-ups that it <laughs> amazes me. Like you think you're, you know, a hard worker and you think you're smart and you just make so many mistakes. It is unbelievable and it amazes mm. me how many errors I've been making. And I said to make the other day, I was like, imagine where I could have gotten this business to if I like didn't screw things up all the time. And, <laughs> and she was just <laughs> she was just like, ah oh, no, that's not a thing. Like that doesn't that that's not a, a, a you know some sort of like rationalization. Just keep going. So yeah. Yeah. I mean I make heaps of mistakes because I don't have a background in this area. Yeah. Um and also like I have no idea what I'm doing. I think, you know, the thing is, is no one really knows what they're doing, especially when they're starting out. And I think one of the issues with social media and this kind of really like mad self-promotion culture is that everybody looks like they're being celebrated and like they know exactly what they're doing. And when I first started out, I was really intimidated by not knowing. And particularly when I compared myself to, you know, what other people were doing. And then it soon dawned on me that everyone's bullshitting everyone and (laughs) no one has any idea what they're actually doing and they're making it up as they go along. And so that has kind of like allayed a lot of my own self-doubt in terms of feeling like I was, you know, out of my depth or I don't know what I'm doing. The other thing is there has never been a time in human history where information has been more accessible. So I am often on the phone to a potential investor or advisors and they'll say a term and I've never heard it before and I'll just Google it. And I just think that anytime we need to know anything, we have the capacity to look it up now. So for me, like the big thing with all this stuff is curiosity. Like I'd say my one of my greatest um, traits as a person is just endless curiosity. And so for for running a business where there's just, you know, an immeasurable amount of things that you don't know how to do, it's this endless game of being curious enough to figure out how to do things. So I think for me that's probably been one of the big lessons is just like, you know, don't freak out that you don't have all the answers, but then also make the effort to try and find them out. That is fantastic. Well, it's always good to get advice because, yeah, like I say, we're in episode number 86 and I'd say we've had 60 different brands on and they all say different things. And it's interesting that each one is, yeah, but they've just done it and they've battled through and they've found the information somewhere. So that that's that. I'm sure someone's going to listen and go, oh, I'm not just on my own here. <laughs> it's it's so true. Google Google is an incredible resource. Uh, <laughs> you can find anything out. What I want to touch on, and you've released your hand soaps. You mentioned that you're going to be doing an additional range. What so? What is the growth? Where where do you see you growing mm-hmm. over twelve months? And what what is the end goal? Um, that you want to achieve from this? The end goal is to save 5 million single-use plastic bottles from Aussie landfill. Um, I'm someone who likes to communicate in simple terms and I think from like a psychological marketing point of view too is you have to have a really clear 
point of view for people and potential customers to kind of get on board because as soon as something's put in the too hard basket, you've lost the customer. So I try and make sure that our comms are super clear and our brand is tight in terms of what our broader vision is. And so the way for us to get there is by releasing different categories of products in the form of dissolvable tablets and reusable bottles in the cleaning and personal care space that you use at home. So multi-purpose spray, glass cleaning spray, bathroom cleaning spray, dish detergent, um, laundry tablets, um, dish tablets, mouthwash tablets, toothpaste tablets. So everything in the Just Add Water category that comes in the form of of a tablet or a powder, um, we, we want to own to the point where, you know, you might have 10 or 15 water-based products around the house and you're just ordering your single-use ain't sexy tablet refills every couple of months and you've got the bottles that you can keep using again and again already there because you buy them from us once. So the whole idea is buy the bottle once and then just buy refilled tablets that we mail you, um, you know, via Oz Post in the mail. So super simple, light touch and affordable um, but good for the environment too and has that kind of, I don't know, that kind of style because mm. one of the things I found fascinating is that unless the product looks good, you can be as sustainable as possible, but unless it looks really cool, it's yeah. really hard to get a lot of people on board. So this thing needs to look cool and do good and I'm really passionate about, like I think that's I think that's fine. Like I, I think people are allowed to want things to look awesome and to do good, and I think they're different parts of the product and the, and the personality of our customer that we're trying to appeal to. Oh, I think so. And I think looking at the products on the website, and it, now that I've sent my wife the link, we're actually moving house this weekend, and I sent her a link going, don't buy uh, any uh, <laughs> any soap because we're buying this. And, that, and, that's when, <laughs> and, and literally that's when the comment going, I cannot believe you're excited by hand soap. And I was like, well, <laughs> you married me, so more fool you. Um, but I've, I've, <laughs> your, your bottles look cool, so I completely, completely agree. Um, uh, she, I, she knew what she was signing up for. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in a few years. Uh, but, <laughs> But no, I think I think what you're doing is incredible. I'm looking forward to seeing your journey, like with a lot of startups. But I, I just I cannot see this failing. To be honest, I just you just listed a whole bunch of products, and I was nodding, going, "Oh yeah, we've got a bottle of mouthwash in the bathroom," and I'll probably look on the back of that, and I'm sure it'll be ninety percent water. And it's incredible once you start opening your eyes to what actually you could achieve by just having a tablet and a reusable bottle will be fantastic. So I just want to say thank you for your time, Josh, because I I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I just want to, how can people find you? I know we've talked about LinkedIn. Where's the best place for everyone who's listening to go and check out your brand, your products and yourself to, to just basically come on board on your journey that you're trying to do? Um, yes, so our email, uh, sorry, our website is www.singleuseaintsexy.com. Uh, so we like to have a little bit of fun with our name. Um, and then you can also catch us on Instagram at singleuseaintsexy. So for now, they're the two platforms that we're, that we're focusing on. And you can pick up a bottle of our eco-friendly hand soap and get on, get on the uh, Single Use Ain't Sexy bandwagon, which we're very excited about. 
I'll, I can't. I'm, I'll be. Uh, I'll be posting. I'll be trying to join those six thousand <laughs> uh, photos you've got on <laughs> and fans on Instagram. <laughs> with. But once we moved into this new place, but I just want to say thank you for uh, joining the show. Thank you for inspiring uh, what I believe will just be a, a complete shift in consumer behaviour. And I just want to say well done because I, I've worked in this space now for a few years and it's incredible to hear people that just give it a go. And like you say, if if you're stuck on something, the power of Google always comes in. But <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm always impressed. And uh, yeah, I think you should be celebrating every win. And I just can't wait to hear more wins because I think they'll be coming thick and fast, to be honest. So thank you again. And yeah, just I look forward just to staying in contact. Thank you, mate. I love chatting. I really did. And thanks for having us on. Anytime I can talk about it, you can tell I'm so passionate about it. And I love it so much that anytime I can talk about it, I, uh, I really appreciate it. So thank oh, you. Mate, I love it. Maybe, maybe at the end of the year, we get you on again and it'll be interesting to see what can happen in 12 months. So yeah, re- really enjoying. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's all positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, 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 things, if things go really well, I'd love to come back. If we take a dive and completely crash and burn, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make time in my diary. At the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, busy, busy person, I understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thank you again. Have a great week. Thanks, mate. Hold on, guys. Before you hit stop, don't forget to check out doggylicious.com.au and order some doggy products today. Use Retail Ready for 10% off. We hope you enjoyed the show.